Good evening. Actually, that's a really good nervous system regulating exercise. It says I just went go live right now. This new uh, system is pretty interesting, but I wanted to start by going, it's a really neat thing. This is what you can do. I'm going to start by giving you one very powerful nervous system regulating tool. Try it with me right now. You take a deep breath in. As you breathe out, you want to make this sound on, on your exhale, make a and the vibration actually stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, your vagus nerve, the ventral branch of the vagus nerve, which then reg helps you regulate your nervous system. Try it with me right now. Deep breath in. As you breathe out, give me a hashtag if you're doing this on replay. I'm just going to give a moment for a couple people to jump on. Take a deep breath in again. As you breathe out, very powerful, powerful, powerful um, <clears throat> nervous system regulating activity. I want to welcome you to one of the first trigger proof transmissions that I spontaneously have done in a very long time. It seems like a long time because I started this group so that I can jump on here every day at the beginning because I was in lockdown. I was doing it twice a day and bringing you information, especially as the coronavirus thing pandemic started hitting when we were all feeling a little bit disheveled, dissociated, and just having some sort of education that you can turn to instead of numbing to actually help you reconnect with yourself. And that's really my goal here in this group. And the reason why I'm sharing that is because we've had about two, three hundred new people within the last within the last week. I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know who refers you. I don't know where you hear about this. Maybe I should post something, but I'm really curious. If this is the first time that you're watching one of these transmissions live or just recent, let me know in the comment section. This is my first time. I'd love to hear from you. I genuinely really want to know because, um, you know, I want to know where you're from. I want to know how you've heard about this. I want to know what it is you'd love to accomplish. And I'm going to share with you why we're here. I'm going to answer a question that I just received earlier today. And I absolutely love the question. And I've been working with this with several clients. Almost everyone I'm de that, that's dealing with some sort of an anxiety issue, an anxiety disorder, or a codependency has this question. And I want to answer it for you uh, because it's going to be relevant. My goal is for you to be able to see yourself in what I'm sharing. And if you do, please write a, com write a comment about it. <laughs> if you're new here, Nima Romani is amazing. Yeah, if you haven't heard already, please understand Alex is speaking the truth. This is what I wanted you to know. If you don't know already, that's Alex J. Moscow. And Alex J. Moscow only speaks the truth. And the truth is, is what he's saying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks so much, Alex. I love you, brother. Um, 
This is a really important conversation if you're interested in healing your relationships. The net result, the net reward of becoming trigger-proof, the reason why you're here is to learn the skills to become trigger-proof. To learn the skills not to become trigger-less, but to become trigger-proof. Why the hell would I want to be teaching you that? And why does a chiropractor, what business does a chiropractor have, talking about um, relationships? Well, every single patient that was coming in to see me, as I was getting to know them in my chiropractic practice of about, now it's been about 20 years, I don't practice full-time anymore, I still have my license. I still, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. I really love being a chiropractor. The idea of having my hands on a patient and being able to sense them, being able to understand their physiology, just by putting my hands on you, the amount of trauma, the amount of a lack of safety that you've had in your body shows up and you could be coming in with neck pain, headaches, back pain, and I'll put my hands on your shoulders and you will be wearing your shoulders as earrings. And generally speaking, when you're coming in with stress-related problems that have been persisting for a very long time, your body's gonna break down and show you a whole bunch of symptoms, neck pain, back pain, jaw pain, headaches, digestive disorders, skin problems, <coughs> problems with your immune system, as I cough right there, um, problems with your reproductive system, problems with fertility, low sex drive, low sex drive because your sex hormones compete with your stress hormones, compete with stress hormones. So it's either one or the other, you know, it's, it's very difficult to be horny when you're being chased by a tiger. Now if you're being chased by a cougar, that's a whole different story and you could, that could be your thing. <laughs> but what I do now is I have become very good at understanding the nervous system and when it pertains to your health. And health problems, especially for your chronic problems, your lack of sleep, your chronic anxiety, um, chronic digestive issues, they're not independent problems that require a pill for each of those ills. You are an ecosystem that the same blood goes everywhere and it's time for you, if you want to heal, to get out of the imposed systems of the medical systems, religious systems, educational systems, legal systems that we've all unconsciously been living in and start to view the world from an, what I call an overview perspective that these systems are just lenses. These systems are just man-made lenses that we are born into unconsciously that we live in, in and we behave from the lenses of our parents who were from their parents. And life on that planet becomes really fulfilling and rewarding when we start to explore the question, when we start to explore the questions, thank you brother, thank you brother. Um, I love you man, dude, thank you. It means a lot that you're saying that dude. The lenses that we give, that we put on, okay, our, our, it's all about finding our own lens. And when you don't have your own lens and you are borrowing your mother's or your father's or the church's and you're living your life through their lens, there seems to be something that doesn't connect. There's a lack of focus. 
we have this lack of focus because we try to adopt somebody's lens and we can for a certain period of time but eventually there's a soul calling within you that wants to change that lens and find your own and adjust it so that you can view the world from your own lens and view yourself from your own lens but unfortunately those lenses you've been wearing which haven't been yours they've been borrowed from your parents who've been borrowed from their parents or who knows maybe it was like the uncle or whoever else that you've subordinated the lens to <clears throat> when you compare that view with the one and you look at your life from that lens you're never good enough you don't measure up because from those other lenses there's a good and a bad there's a right and a wrong there is a saint and there's a sinner and these lenses that cause us to have these two sides to us is either good or bad right or wrong creates this black and whiteness that has us all of a sudden being completely fragmented because we try hard to be the one side but the other side of us is there I have a saint and I have a sinner inside of me I have a good boy and I have a bad boy inside of me I have a spiritual side and I have this dark materialistic side I have two sides to me but if I'm constantly observing myself from the judgments that have been imposed on me from these lenses it creates a tortured fragmented soul within me that naturally will produce anxiety and that anxiety causes me to not feel safe in my body and that lack of safety that's in my body I'm going to seek the validation externally to get that safety that doesn't happen that isn't there because of all of the judgment of myself from lenses that aren't mine let me know if you are resonating with this does this resonate with you let me know I can relate to this okay one of the challenges of doing Facebook lives is because I, I can't see your face so I don't know if what I'm saying is landing and um, it's not that I need your approval it's nice to have it and say hey yeah this is landing I don't need it it is nice to have it when you feel something and you say whoa but it's more along the lines of I can't tell how this is landing for you and when I can tell when you're alive and, and I'm in a live event and I can feel you and I can see you I'm able to really deliver better for you because I know how it's landing so if you can write a comment as you're listening this was interesting I disagree with this Nima it's gonna help direct my uh, language and my lesson uh, and my training for you so that you can leave here having a good understanding of okay I know what to do with enmeshment we're gonna get I'm gonna get to what this means for you about enmeshment in just a moment so as I'm going through my life with this imposed lens of religion I was raised as a Baha'i so these are the standards as a Baha'i good evil right wrong can't have sex before you're married uh, you can kiss there's no law against that but you can't you know what I'm saying so it's like as a 15 year old when I had all these feelings and I wanted to go sneaky sneaky in the forest at these Baha'i conferences 
had to deal with the guilt and the shame when others would find out and chastise me and oh the guilt and the sexual shame and let me know if you know what the hell I'm talking about <laughs> why are you so freaking smart <laughs> love you now let me know if you can relate to this you go to a um, you go to a religious thing this is my experience so I'm just sharing with you my lens I was given a lens you're a Baha'i which I appreciate. I was a Sunday school teacher. I used to be a Sunday school teacher when I was 18. You know, I was so into my faith and I was wanting to be good. And I wanted to read the writings and be a good boy and be a Sunday school teacher. And I lo like I loved my students, you know, I'm 18. But I had this little fragmented part of me when I was younger. It was like, okay, I want to be this good boy, but I have this little dark side that likes the ladies. <laughs> So I go to these these you know youth conferences and I'd be like all right <laughs> let's see hmm and that was my internal battle let me know if you had an internal battle like this okay so the point I'm trying to make is I've been judging myself when I judge myself from one lens constantly needing at ex I'm constantly needing external approval so if I have your lenses while you're looking at me I'm basically borrowing your contacts and I'm looking at myself just through your lens I need your approval I need like your emotions become my emotions and this is the foundation of enmeshment this is where enmeshment comes in because earlier I had a I had a question <clears throat> from a, somebody in this community she said how do you recognize the difference between a trigger and a red flag in a relationship the difference between what is your shit or their shit great question what I want you to understand is what a trigger actually is anxiety is just a prolonged trigger and all a trigger is is I have a lens on from my experience in life this is my lens and my experience in life and based on my experiences in life and my emotional woundings I'm gonna come in a relationship with you you're gonna say something let's say your voice raises a little bit okay you have a very dominant voice and your voice raises a little bit and immediately as your voice raises I get triggered and my body goes like this because my father my Persian father when he would get angry and he had a short temper and he would lose his shit he would start screaming at me so when a voice gets raised and you're around me and your voice raises I fucking can't help it my body will all of a sudden go into a resentment it will go into resistance do you know what I'm talking about What's happening is your voice it has nothing has nothing to do with your voice. What it has to do with is that I have trauma still stuck in my body, and it, trauma has a capital T trauma, which you know what I'm talking about, and small t trauma. Small t trauma is being yelled at, being criticized often, um, having parents that don't aren't don't don't know how to meet your own their own emotional needs, let alone your own emotional needs parentified children this becomes a this becomes a common ex experience for a child 
and that becomes traumatic and that's stuck in the body and when it's stuck in the body you okay okay sorry um, when it's stuck in the body what ends up happening is you can't you can't separate the thing that's happening now from your past in other words what you're experiencing in the trigger is as though your past is happening now so when you are your, and your partner are triggering one another both of you are not observing what's happening right now you're both if it's a trigger are re-experiencing an old wound right in front of you right there it's happening right there okay and the question is is it your shit or is it their shit when is it you know you know when is this a red between a trigger and a red flag first of all every single trigger is a past event for you period whatever's happening around you whatever you're confronted by in your life you can write it down let me know what it is but guaranteed it's not about what it's about if you're going through a divorce I, we had one client who's going through uh, she was separated from her partner and he always wanted to have sex with her and she was like he was kind of like manipulating her into having sex with him she didn't really feel like it didn't feel the emotional connection he would whine like a baby he would pressure he would pressure and finally she would give in and guess how the sex is when she does that not very good let me know if you've ever experienced that before that was her that was her experience that was her experience with it so guess what when we went in to do her session and her overview which is this methodology I've come up with that helps you understand the background anxiety that this foreground anxiety you're going through is really all about and helping you heal all of that so that you know exactly how to respond in this moment hence the word trigger proof not trigger less the trigger becomes the wound which you dive into the portal of really opening your heart to yourself and really understanding where His lenses and his wounds are coming through from the trigger that you're bringing up and your lenses and your wounds are coming up what is it a red flag all of it is a red flag for a past event the question if when you're asking me about red flags what I'm sensing is are you needing like some sort of validation for you to leave the relationship that's entirely based on your values I don't know your I don't know your situation. Can you see me now? Does that make sense? Can you see me now? I don't know your specific situation. But it is critical, it is critical that you use the relationship as a spiritual practice. Okay? The relationship is a spiritual practice. Your relationship can be a spiritual practice your trigger that you're triggering one another is a very imp is imp information it's information for you 
so that you can actually see what it like you can see the wounded part of yourself and now have an opportunity to heal that part of you that's your job now when you don't have this right you create what's called enmeshment enmeshment happens when your emotions with one another are blurred in other words you find yourself confusing your emotions with one another that person is feeling sad all of a sudden you have to feel sad that person is extremely happy you're happy you become enmeshed with somebody when you don't know the difference between their emotions and your emotions and this is a hallmark of a codependent relationship what happens is the your emotional state if your emotional state is dependent on another person's emotions and you can't separate your emotions from theirs that's a classic sign of enmeshment if you're showing up in the relationship and you feel like you have a role to fill like I'm the pleaser I'm here to fix I'm here to rescue I'm here to be the savior this becomes enmeshment and enmeshment is a trauma bond it's a bond that happens in a time where you were in a dark place okay I'm in a dark place I meet somebody who saves and rescues me boom we just formed a trauma bond and what ends up happening is well this is what's happened with me I met a I met uh, somebody in a very dark place in my life and immediately they helped me they were my savior they became my my savior my helper and what happens is um, all of a sudden I became dependent on them to save me and they became dependent on their role as my savior let me know if you've ever been in a relationship like that okay let me know if you can relate to that because I'm gonna show you how to how to transform this because it's way more common than you think okay um, so what ends up happening is uh, you get lost like how to note here so you basically one of the hallmarks of it is is a, a loss of a feeling of identity your loss of your identity like your individuality becomes very very threatening it becomes risky it becomes um, you lose your individuality okay you you become kind of enmeshed that's why it's called enmeshment you lose your sense of individuality all of a sudden well here's one of the hallmark feelings that I want you to get okay this is the one of the hallmark feelings of enmeshment that you really want to pay attention to it's this obligation when you feel that it's an obligation rather than the goodness of your heart then now you're in a state of enmeshment it's an actual codependency and there's nothing wrong with that you're not here to feel guilted or shamed or blamed it's just that you want to see it for what it is first seeing it is very painful for a lot of people seeing it is very important um, but once you see it you can heal it only by seeing it can you heal it 
Okay, and here's the question you want to ask to check in. I want to give you something as a check-in, as a tool to check in every time you're doing something you want to know, am I doing this like, is this enmeshment? Is this codependency? And here's how you can tell. Here's how you can tell. As you're about to do it, you're going to ask yourself the question, hmm, am I doing this out of the goodness of my heart because I truly feel inspired? Or am I doing this out of obligation? If you feel a sense of obligation, you're dealing with a trauma bond. And it is very difficult to break free from that because what happens is life becomes this enmeshment where you're now, you've lost your sense of self. It's now been enmeshed in somebody else and their feelings and emotions become yours. You simply cannot, hold on one second. Right now? Oh, hold on one second. Around there, yeah. I don't have the exact thing. I'd have to check. You're on a call right now? Yeah. Sorry about that. So, enmeshment basically, enmeshment means um, a loss of individuality. When you feel a loss of individuality, you don't do things out of the goodness of your heart. You do things out of an obligation and it breeds resentment. It's this, oh, I got to do it because I'm obligated. How do you break free from that? It's very difficult. It's very difficult because you have to first understand how it happened in the first place. It's probably what's called a repetition compulsion. Freud calls it a repetition compulsion. It is a feeling that's very common. It's a familiar feeling. We repeat what's familiar. In other words, look at your primitive relationships with mom, with dad. Oftentimes, it is started from enmeshment from back then. When an adult parent, when a parent who's an adult who was traumatized themselves is emotionally stunted and then needs to lean on a child for emotional support. That child ends up feeling not seen and not heard because they're taking care of a parent that is stuck in a childlike state because they're in trauma, because they were enmeshed with their parent, they weren't seen and heard, so now they parentify their child. And this isn't your fault this isn't something that is, you know, you you're, makes you a bad mother, bad father. Let's get rid of those. I, let's get rid of those uh, labels and let's step out and just understand and appreciate that it's just it's just the way that the system is. These are the lenses that you were raised in, and if you want to heal, the first step is to start to see yourself in the in the. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our 
purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Matrix. Start to see the matrix. Sorry about that. And where are you in the matrix? Where are you in that matrix? Where did you get your beliefs from? How were you raised? What was your relationship like with your parents? Did you have obligations? Did you ever hear this? This is a classic one. This is a classic one that creates enmeshment. Okay, when a mother, you know, who raises you, basically raises you, feeds you, all of this stuff, and then they turn to you and they say, look at after all I've done for you, you know, and you do this about me, you do this to me after everything I've done. I raised you, I gave birth to you, I da 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 and you do this to me, it's kind of like an obligation. You've now created obligation. And that feeling is like, well, the kid is like, well, I didn't ask to be born. It's like you're making them responsible. It's like a guilt. It's usually, it's like mom guilt. This is Jewish mother guilt. This is Persian mother guilt. This is a tool where the covert narcissist, which we all are, most of us unconsciously, especially when we start this work, whether you're overt or you're covert, overt narcissist is the obvious. Uh, the codependent is the covert narcissist <laughs> and so you got to see which one you are but you're both narcissists in the in the in a different way and you got to heal that how do you heal that well you go back and rescue the wounded child inside of you that wasn't seen and heard because of a mother or a father that had enmeshment themselves that were leaning hard emotionally on children and parentifying their children and leaning on their kids for emotional support. Now, if you don't do the work of rescuing yourself, you will forever be replicating these relationships with other people again and again and again one relationship after another one codependency after another codependency 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 you keep replicating it the repetition compulsion so <coughs> it's all all of the neurological connections of your brain comes from it's created in your upbringing so in order to heal this, we need two steps. Hi, sorry, I'm, I'm being inter interrupted. Um, mm -hmm. It's the same as the other one. Um, I, my wife is helping me with forms and she's on the thing and so she's got to interrupt me and get me out of flow. And I'm working on my triggers as that's happening and I'm doing a really good job, I have to say. 
because I really like getting my, one of my things is getting into flow. And so when I do my trigger proof transmissions, I fully get into flow to do it. And so I usually set boundaries and say, babe, don't interrupt me when I'm in flow. So right now you should see her. She's coming up to me and she's bringing something and asking questions because she's filling out forms for me uh, for like a financing thing. And so she's coming up to me. She's like, because she knows that I'm fucking pissed <laughs> for being inter like I'm like are you really interrupting me while I'm doing this okay cool so that's the work in action <laughs> so how do you do this how do you do this uh, in enmeshment how do you how do you break free from the spell is this what you would I would love to know that is this interrupt is this uh, important to you is this important for you to know how to break the spell okay I Exactly, 100%, 100%, totally, Margaret, I see you, Kara, absolutely. Okay, so how do you do it? Step number one, in order to break free from codependency, in order to start to create a possibility of healthy relationships, the first step that we must all, and this is us taking responsibility, nobody can do this part for you. You can definitely get help on the outside, and I highly recommend that you get some you don't have to hire us to do it but you can't uh, skip this step right you must create safety within your own body in other words you must get out of survival mode in your body what happens is these enmeshments these incomplete fractures with codependent relationships with our parents the mother bond, the father bond. If they're not, if you haven't yet divorced your mother <laughs> or divorced your father, you will have them playing out in every relationship that you're in. You must divorce your mother or father. You must divorce them. You must divorce them and not take responsibility for their emotions even though they might cr cry and why did you do this why are you abandoning me and they might do that and you must divorce them that's very difficult to do because of the obligation and the guilt Oof, we got to help some really tough situations in our in our in our workshops some amazing stories of absolute codependency where a mother who's narcissistic and traumatic traumatized from their past makes the child fully responsible for their emotional well-being you literally have to be raised you have to raise your own parent and that causes trauma in a child and that causes you to replicate shit in your life and it causes you to be living under not your own lens because you've been living under mom and dad's lens and judging you from them and if they're hypercritical because they don't love themselves and they're constantly saying stand up straight do this do that you can't see them through their own wounds and 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 know that they're just critical of themselves projecting it onto you as a child you don't see that you make it mean that you're not worthy of love that you're not good enough and all of a sudden you work hard to please and work hard 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 so you can finally get that approval that it's never gonna come to you because of a parent who doesn't yet know because they're unconscious 
So why doesn't mom see me? Why doesn't dad do the work? Why? Mom, you got to stop. You got to learn how to stop playing victim to mom and dad and to be able to break the spell they have over you. And that's not easy because you are conditioned in your body to be living with that. You are conditioned. It is a condition. And it's in your body. You can do all the cognitive work, all the Demartini stuff, but all of if you just hang out with your mother or your sister and your body goes like this, that's information. That's something to explore. You must learn how to dive in, go into the go into the the wound and use it as a portal. Learn how to do it. That's what I became interested in. That's what becoming trigger-proof is all about. Because you can't control it. As soon as they, they emotionally react, you're going to abandon yourself again. Because you did ever since you were a kid. That's what enmeshment is. It's self-abandonment, which leads to resentment. You're going to hate that person. And you're going to blame them for it. But they didn't even know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> when I got that, all of a sudden... I was like, oh shit, that's why none of my relationships would work. On the breakdown of my my last relationship breakdown, I was like, oh my god, I was divorced like eight years ago. And ever since then, one relationship after another that didn't work. And finally, after the last one blew up in my face, I did the unthinkable. I moved back in with my parents to break the enmeshment. And it was a codependency all the way from then. And I did the work to break free from that. And I could see that as I was doing the work, my mother could see it, and she started understanding that she had a part to play in it. It was bizarre. When you stop projecting on your mother and father and stop expecting them to fix themselves, and you understand where they come from, and you just focus on you, and then you take responsibility for your inauthenticities, a funny thing happens. Mom and dad start to sh shift. My mom started saying, you know what, I'm taking a course in empathy. I'm like, what? We're taking Marshall Silver's nonviolent communication. We are, taking, uh, we are taking a course in empathy. And I'm like, what? Empathy? You guys don't have empathy. You guys are narcissists. You don't have empathy. That's what I'm thinking. Because, yes, we want to understand you a little bit better. I'm like, what? I'm 43 years old. You've never, you've just judged. You've never tried to understand me. Yes, we want to learn how to... And I'm like, your father and I are taking a class in empathy. That's how my mom talks. Exactly like that. So, I was like, weird. So then, I'm just doing my own work. Reparenting my wounded inner child. Doing the work. Getting my coaching. Showing up to the programs. Doing the things. Getting my body out of survival mode, which is step number one getting your body out of survival mode and I'm going to share with you how to do that get your body out of survival mode and as I brought my own anxiety down all of a sudden the interpersonal anxiety started to shift <clears throat> the interpersonal anxiety between my parents and I started to shift after I took responsibility of bringing my anxiety down breath work inner child coaching I just went inside I stopped coaching I stopped working on anyone I moved back in with my parents triggered the shit out of myself every single day that's why I call it trigger proof because I literally went to the place of trauma <laughs> my parents place at 40 fuck 
I don't know. I, I'm a pretty, I'm pretty badass. Ramdas says, if you, if you think you're enlightened, go spe spend a week with your parents. <laughs> I spent three months. I moved in with them. I put this place up on Airbnb, moved back in with them, and recreated a new relationship by recreate, recreating a new relationship with myself by getting up, getting my body out of survival mode through nervous system regulation tools. By the way, if you're just jumping on, make sure you go back and start from the beginning. You're not going to want to miss this. I got interrupted and out of flow a couple times, but still, it's all good. So once I did that, I then started to do number two. You have to get started with changing, repatterning the constant self-abandonment that happens when you see the other person go into an emotion. You're going to see it again and again, and it's very uncomfortable. And you must trigger-proof yourself to being misunderstood and guilt. Let me say that again. You must trigger-proof yourself to being misunderstood and feeling guilt. Guilt is a first sign of differentiation. This is like the first step of, of, of divorce, of divorcing from your mother, of divorcing from your father, starting to set boundaries because you know that oh, I have to set a boundary here because if you go past this here and I let that happen I'm gonna self-abandon and I don't want to do that because I'm working at healing right now so I'm gonna set some boundaries and risk the fact that when I set this boundary you're not gonna like it when you set boundaries with people with really shitty boundaries what happens is they get triggered and they feel a sense of what defensiveness what? What's going People will message me all the time and go, Dr. Nima, why am I so exhausted all the time? I have, so, I'm exhausted. I'm doing everything. I'm saying yes to everything. Why am I so exhausted all the time? And I'm like, okay, so our, like a long ass story like this, please, can you give me some guidance? I said, are you showing up to my uh, group? Are you showing up to the workshop? Yes. Okay. We'll see you there. We'll answer it there. Can you please give me some more guidance? It's not understanding boundaries, not understanding boundaries. And when somebody sets a boundary, all of a sudden, the way that I set the boundary was like, okay, look, I just set a boundary with you. And I know that that's not going to, that doesn't cut it and you want more. But I have a lot of other people messaging me and I'm taking care of my clients. I set a boundary there and boom, the shame comes up and the defensiveness comes up. And no, I don't want your advice. Oh my gosh, I'd never, no, 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 no. Oh, defensiveness, defensiveness, defensiveness. Because when confronted with boundaries, when we don't ourselves have healthy boundaries, we have zero understanding of other people. In fact, one of the reasons why we stop, we don't set boundaries with other people is because we don't want them to feel how we feel when someone sets a boundary with us. All of a sudden, we just feel rejected. Uh, instead, of, instead of saying no to you and saying, here's my boundary, I'm not going to say it because I don't want you to feel rejected. Your feelings are more important than mine. And so that is one of the reasons why that person uh, messaged me and had wanted free advice and I was like setting a boundary and said no can you give me more guidance I I was like your la you consider the possibility that your lack of understanding of boundaries 
is why you're exhausted all the time. This whole interaction of her getting triggered by me setting a boundary, maybe the way that I did it might have taken her back a bit, but um, that is why you get exhausted, because of enmeshment. Enmeshment causes resentment. Enmeshment causes a lack of boundaries. Enmeshment causes a fear of speaking your truth. Enmeshment causes you losing who you are because you're so busy pleasing that you just drain yourself out of obligation because you have a role to play. And you have to change those patterns by going back and rescuing the younger part of you that abandoned herself or himself in service of the approval of your primary caregiver. You got to repattern the replication. Step one is getting out of survival mode. Step two is repatterning the replication. And it takes time. It takes several months because you got to practice and then you got to do boundary work. And this, you know, so there's like, okay, so now we, you, I can hang out with you, mom, but please don't ask me these questions. These are my boundaries. Okay, good. Now, boundaries and you understand who you are, all of a sudden this enmesh relationship can actually turn into one that's very nourishing. And so I was able to shift that relationship around and now this enmeshment that I have with my mother and father has completely transformed and now I'm taking them with me to Tofino this weekend. We're leaving tomorrow or Friday and we're going to spend the weekend in Tofino with them in British Columbia celebrating Father's Day my baby moon and I'm doing uh, my breathwork and badassery workshop from there. It's going to be badass quite quite frankly. And so um, how do you change those patterns? Well it takes time. It takes practice. You're not going to do it overnight. It's going to take a little bit of time and a little bit of practice but if you're willing you must reconnect with the younger parts of you. So it takes time you got to change the neurological connections that were created because of your upbringing and you can't just shift it but you can use your relationships as a spiritual practice to be learn how to become trigger proof and the best place to begin is understanding your breath so in this um, this weekend uh, our community if you're new we have two community events. Well, I have my clients, my, my clients in my mastermind group. Um, but I open up two events every single um, evening, uh, every single month. Breathwork and badassery and the overview experience. And what they're designed to do is to help you reconnect with the abandoned part of you. The, the part of you that continuously self-abandons in service of enmeshment that creates codependent the narcissistic codependent cycle and you can actually heal that and it it's done so by healing with those primitive relationships and so it's really neat that one of our clients is you know um, a nurse has been having challenges with anxiety and tried literally everything and in the last six weeks we've been working with her to reconnect and repattern those old enmeshment stories with her mother primarily because that's the big one her mother who had trauma and did the very best that she could and did a fabulous job because she's a she's a nurse she's healthy she's got a great relationship so whatever she did or didn't do the results in her life have been stellar 
problem is she's really hypercritical of herself, this nurse. And it's like listening to the voices of her mother who sometimes sometimes we criticize people un, uh, you know un, unconsciously. It's kind of like if I'm watching my wife standing there and I'm a chiropractor, if I literally see her slouching like this, there's a voice in my head that's saying, stop slouching. But because of the work that I understand right now, instead of me jumping in and saying, don't slouch, which comes from my own need to have her be perfect, I can then stop and go, hmm, understand where that's coming from. Stretch the gap between the stimulus, which is her, her slouching to me response, which is, me telling her stop slouching which is not that effective because then she'll go like this but then she'll have the shame about it and then she'll think that she's not enough because I know that's that's exactly what our egos do so because I understand this work instead of reacting to what I see slouching and being critical of it I now come at it from a completely different perspective I take care of the part of me that needs her to be perfect first and then I can communicate with her some helpful exercises, not from a place of my own wounding. That becomes a far greater connection tool. Does this make sense? Let me know if this is making sense to you. So as she's been working through that, she's been having conversations with her mother. And her mother is like, oh my god, like." You're, you've changed tremendously. You've been doing the work on yourself so much. You've changed tremendously. Next thing you know, I'm getting messages from her mother saying, hey, Dr. Nima, how do I get resources to your work? I'm like, oh, she goes, my daughter has been in your program for the last six weeks, and I know she's been doing so much work, but I've, ne I've, I've never seen so much shift in her, and all we've been doing is helping her reconnect to the forgotten part of her that was feeling not good enough not good enough because of a mother who was unconsciously loving her daughter from a place of her own perfectionist wounding and passing that trauma onto her daughter unknowingly and here's the best part it's not anyone's fault there's no one to blame when we're younger we want to blame our mother then we start to grow up a little then we realize oh shit maybe I should blame myself and then you keep doing this work and then you realize there's no one to blame there's nothing to blame it's all a beautiful thing so she's been repatterning for the last six weeks and her mother's like how do I get me some I, 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 I really wanna I really wanna heal my own wounds and that's how you shift with the mother bond you don't expect them to fix themselves you work on you and naturally as a result of what happens like in my situation with my parents they saw the changes in me and they were like we'd like to do some of this work we like what you're doing and we acknowledge we could have done a lot better and we're not gonna defend ourselves from the guilt we're just gonna learn we're not gonna have to defend ourselves anymore because now because what happens is most of the time the wounded child is screaming at mom saying why couldn't you see me and then of course the narcissistic mother or I don't want to label people but our covert narcissism 
wants to defend the shame and the guilt. So we'll then say, no, it was your fault. You have the diagnosis. You have a mental illness. You have this, 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 which is what my mom was trying to pull on me in the worst period of my life. And I had to actually reparent myself when she was like, after I moved in with her after that, she goes, you have a mental problem. You have this. And she wanted to dump all of her unprocessed guilt and shame and blame me and not knowing she was doing further damage she didn't know but I literally had to see through all of that in the worst period of period of my life which pretty much I want to acknowledge myself for doing that because it takes a level of badassery that most human beings don't have the courage to face and those are the people that I only take on as clients the people who are saying, all right, I've been telling a victim story and I'm ready to overcome that and I'm ready to invest myself in a solution because nothing is working in my life because I haven't figured this shit out and I'm ready to work on this. I'm ready to make this a priority. And I just want to introduce people to this work, this work of self-responsibility, this work of emotional regulation, this work of creating safety in the body and getting out of survival mode in your body first because if I don't then no other relationships will work I'm now married and having a baby in October and that would have not been possible if I was still in survival mode in my body because if I'm still in survival mode in my body any relationship I go in is gonna trigger old wounds and I'm gonna project them onto her and she's not gonna feel seen and heard she's gonna wanna defend herself because of her triggers and her wounds Instead of showing, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Stop. An adult, fully responsible for my own emotions, I'm going to project her. I don't want that to happen to you. I do not want that to happen to you. So, on this weekend, I hope you'll consider joining us. If this is resonating with you, to start the process of healing and untangling and dissolving from that enmeshment, comes with the breath and inner child work it's just a it's just 20 bucks every month we do this every month it's one of the most popular things it's probably one of the most heart opening experiences of your life where you're gonna learn how to get into your feelings and regulate your nervous system through the breath and for many many people who've never met their younger parts you're gonna actually be introduced to the younger parts of you that had disconnection and dissociation and enmeshment and loss of themselves and self-abandonment self-betrayal you're going to be the the one to rescue them because nobody else can do that for you and because it's Father's Day we're gonna have a special kind of um, focus on healing with the father bond healing with the father bond let me know if um, you have any questions about that if this was a, a you know helpful uh, transmission where are you enmeshed I'm curious let me know where's your enmeshment <clears throat> what's been the impact of this incomplete relationship with your parent this enmeshment with your parent where has been the replication have you seen this happen again and again in your relationships and are you ready to actually change the story are you ready to heal from this and would you you know would it be worth your time to create a sacred pause for yourself to reconnect with you and um, 
so many of you are ju jumping in and joining us. I'm super excited. If you're um, wanting to lower your anxiety, self-regulate, learn how to self-assess, expand your vulnerability, your courage, and learn how to get into your feelings, please consider joining us. I would love to see you, and I'm super stoked for you if you all already are. And uh, if you have any other questions about this, I'd love to answer. And uh, I'll see you on, at the next perfect time. And the link is in the comment section, by the way. Jump in. It's only 20 bucks, And it's noon to 3 on Sunday in Vancouver time. So it's early Monday morning in Australia. And it's late in the evening in Europe. And we'll see you at the next perfect time.